Good after morning, ladies and gentlemen, here on Friday, the 16th of June. Welcome to Ice Cream Uploads. Yes, it is Friday. Yes, it is still sweltering. Yes, I still am drinking water. Yes, we still have the little aircon thingy blowing. What is it called? Fan? Fan, this thing? It's a, it's a fan, isn't it? It's a little oh, aircon yeah, thing. It's wow, not quite it's... as good as uh, Tito's. Obviously, Tito's got like the best in the business. Uh, Nietzsche's here, shouts, baby! Whilst also, Phony Asteroid is dropping his subscription for 12 months. A whole year wowzers. Thank you very much, Phony, for, for supporting us for, um, for not only just this month, but for 12 previous months, or 11 previous months before, we very much appreciate it. Nietzsche saying, you sexy looking bastard. I'll tell you what, I don't know if there's something going on today, right? But I joined a call this morning and the rest of the jelly team just kept on throwing really nice things at me. Like saying nice things. And I was getting a bit spooked out because that never, ever happens. You guys haven't probably seen the majority of the jelly media staff, but when they start giving you compliments, it's a little bit awkward sometimes. Um, but yeah, Nietzsche was doing the same thing. Now, I, don't, I don't know how to take nice things like this. So you can stop now. Um... <laughs> 312 for Graham. Graham is here, by the way. He's not here. He's not at home. He's still in New York, but he is, he, is, he, is, uh, he is here today, gracing you with his presence in the chat. So do ask him how his day's gone. If you've not already joined our Discord, do, do jump in there because I made the awful mistake of Captain asking him uh, what food he's been eating because obviously Graham takes a lot of pictures of his food, especially if he's big towering american food he's going to take pictures and considering that i'm on a calorie deficit diet for the time being it wasn't the best idea to have however there's no way there's no polite way of saying it the food is making me wet essentially that's i'm throwing it out there the food he's eating over there is moist moisture uh, Tito says true love of jelly media is having a dildo stuck to the inside of your rinse rear rinse i love telling that story i'm not going to tell you today but ask me any other time. I will tell you that story in great detail because um, there is a lot of context. There is a lot of context around that. Basically, never leave your keys on your desk, your car keys in work because you never know what's going to happen. Um, <clears throat> JMK jumped straight in with the exclamation mark time. I didn't even have time to be able to put the... Um, I mean, some might say that you should put chatbot on before you start the stream. That, that JMK is my alarm. I start the stream, he comes in, he hits time, I go, shit, I haven't put the chatbot on. There you go. That's just how we run around here. Tito comes in with grain versus food. <clears throat> and where are we up to? Nietzsche, wait, my missus works at Jelly Media. <laughs> Lake says, oh, hello. From Pilsen. From Pilsen? Almost time to go to a brewery to love that, mate. I love that your your time off consists of going to gigs in foreign countries and going to breweries, drinking a lot of beer. Absolutely love that. Um, Phony comes in with the Discord stuff, love that. Um, PS, P45 incoming, absolutely not. Listen, listen. Whenever a job comes up at Jelly Media and you live locally, are you willing to relocate? And you're good at your job. Obviously, we don't just take any old mug. Looking at myself in the mirror, five years at Jelly in like the next couple of days, I still don't know how I've managed to blag myself away to stay here for nearly five years. Um, but anyway, Pilsen equals Pilsen. Pisen. I don't even know where you are, like. Yeah, these are just letters and words being put together. I can't even pronounce my own city half the time, so I don't know how you expecting me to pronounce that. But anyway, 
we're moving way off track here. This is the scoop, the UK's number one video game podcast. Even if we do say so ourselves, and by God, do we bang our own drum. We go live each and every single weekday at 10 a.m.-ish. I know it's quarter past two, um, but I've had a busy morning dealing with clients this morning and stuff, so we'll get this show on later on. I mean, I have been up since quarter to five this morning because I do not know why. you put my I put my son down later the night before to go to bed, and he wakes up earlier. I don't know how that works. But he decided to wake up a quarter to five today. So I was up with him at quarter to five. So I am absolutely knackered. The show goes on. Put your little mini violin away. We don't need that here. Uh, Jane K says, of course, why would, they, uh, why, would they, uh, why would they keep you? Look at you working while G is off skiving. I mean, is it quarter past nine? Is it five hours behind in New York? It's right next to Prague, says like. Uh, English is hard for Bibi, confirmed. Confirmed. I'm hard for Bibi, says Nietzsche. I mean, if you keep the compliments coming, that's all, that'll be absolutely fine. Anyway, enough about my diet, enough about where Graham is, enough about you guys giving me compliments. We're going to get this show on the road. But again, if you haven't, or if you have stumbled across this podcast and any of your podcast services, then thank you very much for joining us today. We are also, if you want to see my lovely face and see what everyone's giving compliments at, we are live over on Twitch. You can watch it on demand after the show's aired, obviously, and as well on YouTube, around about an hour or so after the show has concluded. Before we jump into the, the first news article of the day, get your pen and paper out. Put a notification in your calendar. Do whatever you need to do to remind you tonight that I'll be going live around about seven o'clock. It's probably more likely going to be around half seven because by the time I put the boy to bed, uh, bathed him, put him to bed, then got to make uh, Man and Samantha's tea and stuff like that. It's going to be between seven and half seven. We're going to be playing some PGA tonight. Um, I did have some kind of um meant to be going playing golf tonight but there's a competition that's taking part at the clubhouse um so the person who was meant to be playing with who owns the driving range uh, the indoor driving range is going to which i'm not um so yeah it'd just be playing we'll be playing pga today on the playstation 5 doing some rank stuff etc etc that doesn't mean to say that we won't maybe potentially hop onto another game as well rumor has it that the Quake Champions over on Steam is an absolute banger of a game and the Jelly Media guys haven't been playing that game at all in teams of eight, taking on team deathmatches and capture the flags and stuff like that. So will I play that game on stream? I suppose there's only one way for you guys to find out and that'll obviously be by joining us between seven and eight o'clock. Follow us on all our social medias. You'll be notified when we do go live, etc., etc. Uh Tito says, uh, I didn't get to sleep until nearly 3 a.m. Had something at work I had to deal with. Jesus Christ. Did you still get up for nine? Is that when you started this morning? Bonnie says, I'm wet for baby, but that could be the heat. I mean, yeah, it is still absolutely baking. Um, we've got one of them grow egg things. If you've got a child, you're probably well aware of what these are, but like a little digital thermometer it turns a different color depending on what he is and he's been on red for like three weeks in his room it's like 26 degrees we put fans in there windows open blah 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 yeah it's it yeah it, it doesn't cool down in this house like when we used to live in our old place it was quite well shaded so it didn't really get as hot um as it probably could have done however here fuck me however the insulation is absolutely amazing in this house oh we're just an absolute sun trap but either way either way we're going to get into some video game news. You don't need to be hearing about my life all of the time. Oh! Wobbly's coming in with a raid. What has that shagger been playing? I'm guessing it's probably Diablo. Uh, Tito says, I'm off, to, uh, uh, I'm off to rent out my aircon. Is it my office still remember? Okay, yeah. Told your words. Lotus shouts your nan. 
from the Wobbly Gamers stream. So, again, I appreciate that, mate. I was just about to flip to the first news that I call of the day, so I'm going to do that regardless, but I appreciate you for your raid. I hope you're having a good day so far, Shagger. Ooh, it's having a drink. Um, written then on VGC by Tom Ivan, he states that Microsoft has confirmed it's no longer developing games for Xbox One. I'm going to be honest. I went super clickbib with this today. Microsoft is no longer supporting your console is the clickbib that we went live with. Do I regret it? Absolutely not. Do I think it's absolutely hilarious? My tagline that is, of course. I wouldn't have wrote it otherwise. But anyway, uh, but for Xbox One players, we'll be able to stream Series S and X games through Xbox Cloud Gaming. So Microsoft has confirmed that it's no longer developing games that will run natively on Xbox One. Uh, we've moved on to Gen 9, Xbox Game Studios head Matt Booty says, uh, and uh, Axis referring to Xbox Series S and X. That doesn't mean that Microsoft is leaving the last generation behind, however. While there won't be a native Xbox One version of the Series S and X games like Forza Motorsport, Xbox One will be able to, to stream current first-gen party titles such as Turn 10's Racer through Xbox Cloud Gaming included with Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. That's how we're going to maintain support, Booty says. Booty has also done a round of interviews over the past week, coinciding with Sunday's Xbox Game game Showcase. He also told Axis that both, both game players and the industry in general need to realise that most big games now have development cycles of around half a decade. Uh, but having increasing, uh, aggressively grown its portfolio of first-party studios in recent years, Booty believes that Xbox has turned a corner in its efforts to deliver at least four first-party games every year. He also claimed that upcoming RPG Starfield will have the fewest bugs of any Bethesda game. Now, that last sentence is music to my ears because uh, Bethesda games are well known for being some of the best in the industry, market-leading in some regards. However, the first couple of weeks is always a little bit cagey. Like, ooh, the, the game will just crash or things will just start spawning and you'll fall through the map or whatever it is. They're not usually the best on launch. So that excites me a little bit. And it just goes to show that they already know that. They know that. They know when they, whenever their games come out, they tend to be a little bit smash lasagna. Love using that analogy. Um, Link, please, says Lake. No problems. I can drop that in for you now. Um, James K says, Xbox, not for the gamers. <laughs> Phony says, nah, Tito, I'd rather die uh, to the heat than pay you a penny. Very fair. Uh, Wobbly says, uh, that's a ballsy statement. And indeed, indeed it is. I mean, the support for... Support for 8th gen consoles in terms of the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One and the Xbox One X. We're nearly, th we're two and a half years into this cycle at this moment in time now. It was, it was one, it was it 2020, no, 20, end of 2020 it was when the consoles came out, wasn't it? So yeah, we're nearly, we're two and a half years into this cycle now, maybe a little bit further on. Support for all the consoles doesn't last forever. It's just, it's unfortunate, but it's the way it is. If you want to get the best out of your newer consoles, all your resources genuinely have to be put into making sure that the Xbox uh, Xbox Series S and X games be the best that they possibly can. Why would you want to buy a new console if the games don't look as good as they possibly can do because you're sharing support between them all? It's a very general thing. It's always happened. And two and a half years afterwards is probably not as 
long as it usually is. I think usually you'd get like a three and a half year cycle, maybe four at an absolute max push. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is this is something that comes full circle all the time, right? You, you buy a console, development stops. I mean, refurbishing and support. I mean, the PlayStation 2 got supported 2017, I think. Was that when it actually got discontinued and support completely stopped for it? So that had like a 15 year cycle. Outrageous, but it's a console that still gets played around the world even today. So it's it, it does it does surprise me that it's taken as probably long as it has done. But is having your games being streamed the absolute priority for them? Probably, probably not. I think they're just putting that out there so that you don't uh, PlayStation, uh, sorry Xbox One players. Don't leave. Don't feel like they're being left behind. It feels like an odd thing. Like if your internet's good enough, you can stream the games. Obviously, you can't afford a newer console right now, so we'll try and support you that way. And it's definitely something that they've put in place, uh, in place to try and taper any kind of backlash or anger and stuff like that. But is it something that people are going to end up supporting or trying out or have as their primary way of being able to play games? I genuinely don't think so. Um, Wobbly says, going from Redfall to totally bug-free is a huge ask. Absolutely. Um, about the time they sacked off last gen. Uh, again, it's, it's, we, want, we want the best games to come out for the newest consoles, and this is the easiest way of being able to do it. All your resources that you've had on your Xbox One side of things, move over to the current gen stuff, and we'll make a better game, more hands-on deck kind of thing. So it doesn't surprise me at all, um, and I think it's probably the right time for them to be able to potentially make that switch it is a shame for the people who have xbox ones as their primary consoles that they aren't going to be getting the latest and greatest but at some point it has to change and obviously they can't be charging an absolute premium for brand new consoles and not not supply the best experience possible for them it's it's an impossible task so yeah they end up they do end up getting cut support and i think this is probably the right time to be able to do it uh lake says thank you as well for supplying him the link so yeah that's what i have to say on it if anybody else has anything else to say in the chat do feel free to let me know while i take a sweet sip of this and if not we'll move on to the next article right Okay, then. So we've talked enough about Xbox already for at least one lifetime. Let's get into our next article. Still on VGC, but written by Chris Scullion this time. He says that Sony says not releasing its first party games on PlayStation Plus on day one is working. That will continue to be our strategy moving forward is the quote that's embedded in here. So starting off then, Sony Interactive Entertainment still has no plans to put his first party games on PlayStation Plus on the day of release, according to a key exec. In an interview with GamesIndustry.biz, Vice President and Global Head of Subscriptions Nick Maguire said that the company has no interest in making all of its first party games available on day one like Microsoft does with Xbox Game Pass. We're happy with our strategy, Maguire says. Putting games in a bit later in the life cycle has meant that we can reach more customers 12, 18, 24 months 
after they've released. We're seeing customers still getting excited about those games and jumping in. For us, that's working. Occasionally, there will be an opportunity to invest in a day-to-day -day -day release like Stray, and we'll jump on those when they come in. But for us, letting those first-party games go out to the platform outside of the service first, that's working, and that will continue to be our strategy moving forward. When asked if this strategy could change in the future, PlayStation planned live service titles in order to ensure that a large audience for them at launch, Maguire didn't comment either way. We are constantly working out what the right strategy is for us moving forward, he replied. How are, how are player habits going to evolve and how do we make sure that the service meets those of future habits? There's no more I can say on that at the moment, but obviously we are keeping close to it and thinking about the role that Plus can play moving forward. Last year, both Jim, uh, PlayStation boss Jim Ryan and the company's head independent game initiatives, uh, Shuhei Yoshida, said that he had no intention of releasing his games on PlayStation Plus on day one. In March 2020, Ryan said, if we feel like there is uh, that we were to do that with games that we make Xbox, uh, sorry, make PlayStation Studios, that virtue cycles will be broken. The level of investment that we will need to make our studios would not be possible, and we would like to knock on effects on the quality of the games that we make would not be something that the gamers want. Yoshida reiterated this in September 2020, saying, uh, sorry, 2022, saying it's like in the movies, a movie comes out of the theatre first, then goes to pay-per-view or a subscription service or free TV every time generating new revenue and reaching out to a broader audience. In the same kind of way, we believe the premium release of a title at launch and maybe after six months or three months or three years when a game sales come down, inclusion into PlayStation Plus Extra can help introduce these games to a broader audience. Um, with news like this, I find it quite difficult to be able to comment on. Same with the Xbox Game Pass stuff. They're saying that it's working on the Xbox Game Pass side. PlayStation is saying it's, it's working for us. Our first party games go out. You can buy them from game, the game collection, your local Tesco's, Asda, or you can buy them digitally from the store on the day of release. Um, and they're saying that that's working for them. There isn't a one size fits all in video games. And I think that is the one thing that we all need to get into our heads when we're talking about place uh, when we're talking about video game sales whether or not it's playstation nintendo games that are available on steam gog over on the xbox like there is not a one size fits all for how we consume video games so if it's working for one party absolutely fine they're making money hand over fist if it, the other party on the other hand is selling a netflix style subscription service they're claiming that they're making money hand over fist and we've obviously seen the figures for I'm going to say both sides. We don't see everything. I don't think we see everything with that, but we do obviously see the game sales as a whole when they go live with the likes of PlayStation. Um, so if it works for both parties, who are they to change it? Obviously, we've, we was crying out for PlayStation to sort out their subscription packages. Um, they've obviously rebranded it. They've included some games like PlayStation 5 game streaming that's going to be coming to uh, the highest package available on that side. So they are trying to have little steps as to what it feels like as a consumer that you feel like you're going to get the most out of subscription-wise, which is always a good thing. We, we, sh we, If we have the information in front of us, we can make a good judgment call as to what is going to be suiting us and our gaming needs. At this moment in time, me playing for PlayStation Essentials, which is the basic package, absolutely works for me. I have, I have got too many games to go through. I don't need the largest service possible to play even more games. Like, I just can't get through what I've got through uh, what I've got available to me at this moment in time. So obviously having the highest subscription makes absolute zero sense to me. But there is people out there that don't buy physical games, that don't buy digital games, and they are just subscribed to PlayStation um, Premium. 
which obviously benefits them because they're able to play as many games as they can during that month subscription. Whether or not it's a multiplayer game, whether or not they're going through three or four single player games, I don't know. But both sides of the coin are working for them at this moment in time. So I think video games as a whole is in a very good place at this moment in time. Whether or not things change in the coming months, in the coming years, and then things start to pivot a little bit. Who knows? We're moving at an accelerated rate at this moment in time. We ain't jogging. We ain't running. We are genuinely sprinting to whatever it is next on the horizon, whether or not it's going to be a brand new VR headset, whether or not it's going to be some sort of peripheral that's going to change the way that we play video games, whether or not it's a video game that's going to change the landscape of video games. Who knows? Um, but it's, it's such an exciting time to be part of the video game realm. Um, but yeah, again, when, it, when, it's just, when it's just one person delivering the news, genuinely, we just end up flying through it. We've done two news articles already and we've been live 20 minutes. So I do apologize if these seem like we are flying through these. Um, but I imagine when Graham comes back in a, a week on Monday that we're going to take a little bit longer to go through these articles. You're going to see like an hour and a half podcast return, but usually end up being about 40 minutes long. Just talk, just talk slowly. Okay, so moving on to our next news article then. Written on Game Rant by Christopher Castlelaw. Rockstar co-founder reveals his latest venture. <laughs> that was so much fun. I'd love to be able to read the whole article like that. I feel like um, the sloth that's on, oh, what's it called? That film, Zootopia, where it tells a joke. See what he did, G. Is <laughs> it very heavily influencing, Graham? I get led astray way too much. But anyway, written on Game Rant by Christopher Castellar. Rockstar co-founder <laughs> reveals his latest venture. Zootropolis. Is Zootropolis. Zootopia? Where did, where did Zootopia come from? Uh, but Zootropolis, yes, that's the one. Um, but looking to expand his reach beyond the world of video games, Rockstar Games co-founder Dan Hauser announces the debut of his new media company. Oh, I mean, I could just press play and then the whole article's read for you in two minutes. Do you know what I mean? Let's kick back, baby! Oh, I don't think I've got it set in my Wavelink to be, to be able to, to read Google Chrome because I stopped using it, but I'm using it again now. Oh, that's annoying. We'll go to that. We'll go to this. We'll go to Google Chrome. We'll have that set to browser. Uh, where are you? Browser. Wavelink browser. Bosh. Scroller back. Get a played. The world of video games. Rockstar Games co-founder Dan Hauser announces the debut of his new media company. Having already left his mark on the world of gaming through years spent helming friends. There we go. Right. <laughs> I don't even have to say anything. This is amazing. Oh, Zootopia, depending on where you come from. Uh, G, do, uh, do what your boss commands, baby. There you go. But, but yeah, having already left his mark on the world of video gaming through years spent, I mean, to be fair, if I have the digital people saying it or the digital person saying it, I, he ain't going to fuck up the names. He ain't going to fuck up sentences. 
Do you want the personal touch? I can give you it. That's fine by me. Having already left his mark on the world of video game through years, spent helming franchises like Grand Theft Auto and Red Dead Redemption, Rockstar Games co-founder Dan Hauser has announced his latest venture, a cross-media company named Absurd Ventures. Now, and before I go into the rest of the article, we obviously knew that Dan Hauser left uh, for undisclosed reasons that it continues to go on there. But I wonder if he sold his shares. I wonder if he sold up his side of Rockstar Games or he is still absolutely raking it in. I genuinely have... I don't think we know that yet, right? Is that can someone confirm in the chat that might know a little bit more about it? But I don't think he's, I don't think he's sold his stock or anything. He's literally just got Grand Theft Auto making money hand over fist, and now he's gonna made another studio that's probably gonna make as much, uh, make, well, not make as, as much, Jesus Christ, but make a decent chunk of money because of who he is. But anyway, um. One of the driving forces behind some of the larger properties in the industry, some gamers were less than thrilled when Hauser invested in blockchain games company Revolving Games in late 2022. Co-founding Rockstar Games with his brother Sam in 1998, Dan Hauser served a variety of roles during his time with the iconic company. In addition to serving the company's head writer, providing the narrative for nearly every single title across the Grand Theft Auto's long history, Hauser also served as his executive producer on multiple Rockstar titles and even did voice work for several games. After 20 years at the company that he helped found, Dan Hauser left Rockstar Games in 2020 for undisclosed reasons, but has continued investing in various ventures related to the gaming and entertainment industry since that time. As reported by gaming, uh, gaming news site Video Games Chronicle, Dan Hauser has unveiled his latest venture in the form of a media company named Absurd Ventures. Founded to create new IP across all platforms for all formats, according to the company, Hauser stated that a goal of Absurd Ventures is to tell great stories whenever and however that we can. The announcement of the new venture was accompanied by the launch of Cryptic Company website and bizarre announcement trailer for YouTube featuring a description reading storytelling, philanthropy and ultraviolence with a bizarre uh, imagery ranging from breakdancing zombies to all protest footage and the trailer looks something ripped from the unusual shows found playing on TVs throughout Rockstar's Max Payne games. Now I would click on this but I don't know whether or not it's got copyright music on it so I'm going to leave it for the time being and I haven't seen this. I'll drop it in the chat for you guys as well, so you can uh, have a look at it for yourself. Gamers who have been following Dan Hauser's post-Rockstar career moves may recognize the name of his latest company. As revealed in 2021 that he'll be serving as a creative director for a studio named Absurd Ventures in games. Based on the new name and Hauser's statements, Absurd Ventures looks like it now is going to be focusing on multiple media channels rather than limiting itself strictly to video games. While the reach of fledging company would obviously be smaller than that of the Japanese media giant, Absurd Ventures may be hoping to follow Sony's lead and create properties that exist across media formats similar to those of HBO's The Last of Us TV show. Until more information is revealed about the company plans moving forward, gamers will just have to wait to see what Absurd Ventures has in store for them. Um, but with the co-creator and the iconic franchises lead heading up the company, it could have Rockstar Games, Grand Theft Auto 6, a run for its money, and if and when Absurd Ventures enters the gaming market. So let's be honest. Whatever it is that Dan Hauser ends up creating, I don't think is going to have quite the impact that Grand Theft Auto did. And that's very easy to be able to say from the outside, looking down on the video game landscape and the maps that we have below us. I just don't know whether or not he's going to be able to capture that magic in the bottle twice because if it wasn't for Grand Theft Auto, I wonder what studio Rockstar would currently be. Like, without that franchise, we obviously had things like Max Payne. We obviously had things like Manhunt. 
We obviously had things like Red Dead Redemption, but all of those came before Grand Theft Auto. They all came before Grand Theft Auto 3. When Grand Theft Auto 3 landed, for those of you that are old enough, you genuinely have no idea what carnage that game call, uh, cost the whole of the video game landscape. Like having a third person vigilante going around and blowing up cars, arresting, uh, shooting police officers, finding prostitutes, do, <laughs> doing the naughty stuff and then killing them to take their money. Like genuinely, the amount of press coverage that that game got, put it, uh, not the notoriety that the game got, unbelievable. So I don't know what, kind of Rockstar, uh, Studio Rockstar would have been without those franchises. Uh, sorry, without that franchise. Um, Cookie says it was amazing those early noughties years. Yeah, because it's, uh, I know a lot of the time now people just want to be edgy for the sake of having that edginess to spark conversation and have that viral clip that paints them in whatever light. Then they're not asked what light they end up getting painted in because they know the attention is going to be drawn to them. They'll get their 15 minutes of fame. However, Grand Theft Auto and Rockstar haven't had 15 minutes. They've had over 20 years at this point, and they will continue to be, again, the market leader when it comes to creating video games, especially well-anticipated games like whatever Grand Theft Auto 6 ends up being. So having a game like that under Rockstar's belt, they, uh, I'm sorry, but I don't... I don't as much as a genius Dan Hauser is, I don't know whether or not he's going to be able to compete with that like this article is referring to because that's what I'm basing my type of conversation off of the top of because they're asking the questions. I'm just giving the answer, my answer on this podcast. But I don't think he's going to be able to compete. I, I like the fact that they've gone into different media angles rather than just going to be creating video games, like being able to create TV shows with the kind of writer that Dan Hauser is. That's fantastic because I'm fairly certain he's going to do extremely well in that part. Um, but whether or not he's going to be able to create um, sing, uh, single player storyline games that have staying power or just a number one hit that will stay there and make as much money as potentially Grand Theft Auto did. I don't think that's going to be the case, but I think they're going to be extremely successful. Very much like when Kojima left um, Konami, we, we knew that regardless of what game it was that he's going to be creating, whatever batshitness spills out of his face and out of his head onto a piece of paper we knew it was going to be a hit and i think that's the the kind of pull that he has because that's the that's his nature that's his quirkiness that's his bizarreness that people enjoyed we enjoy what dan hauser has written what is uh obviously give voice uh, uh the characters that he's give life to i think he'll do quite well in the in, in that respect so i'm excited to see what the future holds uh, and the direction that obviously Rockstar will end up going without him at the helm when GTA 6 ends up coming out. Uh, Cookie says, it was so different than everything else now, uh, GTA and Max Payne. I agree because those games were made because it was someone's vision of what a game should be, and the notoriety came off of the back of that. They absolutely cashed in with it. Let's be honest, this was money in the bank for them. They're cashing in their world title after two wrestlers have been in the ring and beat the living shit out of each other. They've Seth Rollins did. They've come in, they've delivered the case, they've got the win, they've fucked off. Nothing wrong with that. The notoriety that came off of the back of it obviously led to thousands and millions of sales of their video games over the last 20 years. So that is just, uh, that's fantastic. So if you can cash in it, in it. You're dead on right. You say it so well. So good, good, sir. Oh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but yeah, um, that's just a. 
I'm excited to see where they end up going from this one. I, I, I imagine you guys are as well. Obviously, I know a lot of you guys are GTA um, fans and what Dan Hauser's going to potentially do with his own company here. I'm excited to see what uh, what comes of it. Um, but yes, we are down to our last news article of the day. Um, and I actually don't have the sound for Free Game Friday. So do I just lean over and not knock my water over and give you a live show? Here she is. It's been a while since we dug her out, ladies and gentlemen. So you're getting the live rendition. Let, let me get her tuned up. Listen, you got a catwalk yesterday, and now you're getting a live show. You're getting a live music show. Here we go. It's free game Friday on a Friday. It's free game Friday. Listen, someone needs to create a soundtrack off of the back of that. I'll lay down some fresh vocals. Do you know what I mean? I've got a perfectly good mic here, Elgato mic. We've got XLRs in the studio. I will lay down whatever you want. Let's make. Let's get to number one. It's not <laughs> talk show says it's just for show. Then how dare you? How dare you? That was the <laughs> that was the best version of that song that's ever been shown. So what's free on the Epic Game Store right now? Written by Morgan Park over at PC Gamer, and they're going to say that the Epic Game Store is giving away a free game each week. We already know that. We give you that news information every single week. But the free game this week, there's two of them. Outside of the holidays, Epic sticks out to a weekly schedule, handing out freebies. So keep an eye out each week for free new choices. And this week, free until June 22nd. Get over. Open up your Epic Game Store, go in there because it's Guacamole and Guacamole 2. It's a great week for Metroidvanias as the Epic Store this week with both titles from the much celebrated Guacamole series is up for grabs. Don the legendary Luchador mask and combo your way across parallel uh, dimensions with of gorgeous visuals with an arsenal of aerial attacks. Have your friends grab the games too and both feature in some co-op oh and it's already shown next week well usually it says mystery game but the hunter call of the wild idol champions of the forgotten realms i think i've actually got that wolf go wolf goes legends of the renault ah okay that's why because it's i think it's a free game or it was given away for free previously and this is just a, a pack that goes alongside it but last week was payday too so if you missed that one what was you playing at um so yeah this week guacamole and guacamole 2 are the free games for you go over there epic game store Get them sorted. Uh, Cookie says, question, good folks. Have you heard, or is it true, if you don't keep the Nintendo Wii or Wii U powered, it can go bad? I mean, that's like anything, to be fair. Like, if you leave your car dormant, or, uh, dormant on the 
on the drive for so long, the battery will go a bit weird with it and you might have to get a new one or something like that. But it is always good to just give it a full water, give it a full power boot it on, play, play an hour on it or so every now and again. You don't have to do it once a week, once a month. But every couple of months, just give it a just just give it a power up just to keep it going because the battery will obviously at some point end up dying and you won't be able to... Well, I think you can replace them um, on the Wii U pad, maybe. I'm not too sure. Um, it's a CMOS battery that dies. There you go. Uh, and we knew David have it. Uh, thank you. I did plug it. Uh, I, I need to plug it in, plug in my backups. There you go. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, that's the same with any handheld uh, console, right? Or anything. Um, you end up just after a while. I've got dust on me. I've got dust on me. That's, that's how long I haven't had that, uh, had that guitar out. It's behind my monitors over in the corner now. But yeah, it is a little, it is dusty. Um, but yes, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us this afternoon for this episode of The Scoop. We did four this week. We just missed the one day. Um, so I apologize about that. But we're back live next week with five episodes for you. Starting on Monday, hopefully at 10 a.m.-ish. But before then, before then, don't forget we'll be live tonight with some PGA action coming at you from the sweat box that is my office this evening. Um, I, there will be no stream on Sunday. There will be no stream on Saturday. There's no chasing Chris with mates because Graham isn't here. It is Father's Day on Sunday in the UK, which is why we will be streaming tonight because I'm going out with my son on Sunday. Yes. Going for breakfast. It's been a while since I've been for breakfast on a Sunday, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, so yeah, join us for some PGA action tonight, but do stick around as well though, because I will be sending you over to one of our friends who is streaming at this moment in time. Um, but if you want to help shape the five shows next week, there is two ways you can do so. First of all, find us on social media. It is that ice cream uploads across all major social media platforms or alternatively get involved with our Discord. If you are watching this on any of our on-demand services, go to the description below. All the links that you require will be listed there for you, but all we need from you is URL plus your thoughts and impressions we will then give you our thoughts and impressions on the very next show, which I mentioned previously was going to be, or is going to be on Monday, 10 a.m. ish. It's probably not going to be, but yeah, you know, you know the vibe. In fact, it might even be later in the afternoon because Mondays is usually our like, uh, is usually our meetings day and then Tuesday's reports day. So yeah, Monday and Tuesday is always like up in the air as to what time we'll end up going live. So again, we, I very much appreciate you guys coming through whenever we do go live. It is very much appreciated. But as always, stick around. We'll send you over to one of our friends. But as always, again, there's one thing we want you to do, my friends. And that is to stay frosted. Oh, don't know what happened with my throat there, but stay frosted.